Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives with your absolutely wonderful host, Shanna Trahan. You can now purchase the book, 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, on the TrahanTherapyCenter.com. It's been officially endorsed by a school board president. It's not just for parents, it's for anyone who lives or works with children. Now, on to our show. Hi everyone, this is Shanna Trahan with the Trahan Therapy Center. Welcome back. Um, today I want to talk with you about 10 ways to save and grow money. So you're thinking to yourself, what does a little therapist know about that? And I will just tell you very simply, you know, I came from a background where my mom really did not make lots of money. And it's a lot of things that I always desired and wanted and I ended up having to read books and learn from people who did think and grow rich and people who did, uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad, people who really had uh, a, a big vision for their lives. And so I've decided to really share with you because sometimes uh, one of the biggest struggles in people's lives is bills and money and how to not be all stressed out or discombobulated as it relates to uh, finances. And uh, earlier, I don't know if you caught the video on MLK, but I kind of talked a little bit about student loans and you know not getting student, not taking out student loans, and how um, it's important if you want to have freedom to first you know have financial freedom, and that certainly comes with not creating debt that you don't have to have. And so looking at different cultural um, or different cultural microcosms uh, in the world, certainly different people believe that some things are more take priority over other things. For example, you know, getting my hair done at $500, not me personally, right? But getting my hair done at $500 is more important than um, having a vehicle to drive in or than getting you know, the kids new clothes or perhaps someone else is like, well, you know what? I have to put away money for a rainy day. I have to not just save, but maybe invest. So every person has their own ideals often based upon what they learn from their family. And so what I learned from observation of not just family, not just my mother, but just of people in the community was that it's very important to be able to have savings and some kind of investment in retirement because rainy day, you know, life, I mean, you know, you have up days, down days, up weeks, down weeks. And so it's important to be able to have some type of nest egg, you know, for your future and as you grow older. And even really day to day. Last year, for example, here in Houston, uh, we had a winter storm. So nobody in California, excuse me, nobody in New York, nobody in Minnesota, nobody in Colorado would call our storm a winter storm. But since it was here in, in Houston, in Texas, um, we called it a winter storm. And we had lights out for days and all kinds of craziness and more than 100 people died and their homes um, without utilities and 
even uh, my family and I went and stayed in a hotel and even a hotel there was um, I got to, after like day three or something then something crazy was going on the toilets wouldn't flush and I was like I'm paying a hundred dollars a night for toilets not the flush what what is this what is happening you know and the even though because it was the water pressure was a problem in the city so I mean sometimes even when you do have a few dollars it could just be hard right so what I'm saying is that we have to first start off preparing for the short-term expenses of life. And I would say that if you don't know how much money you're making or how much you're putting back out into the atmosphere, then that's where we have to start. First, you have to know how much money net that you're bringing in every week or every two weeks or every month. Then, of course, you need to have a list of your bills. So one of the things that I would do, I used to uh, create a spreadsheet where um, I would just type out like every bill name, how much I owed on it, how often I paid or what day of the month I paid, how much was my payment that was due. Uh, I'd have a block for exactly how much um, I actually paid because sometimes if I was paying it all faster, then I would have that number there. And then I would have the address of the company, the phone number, the account number. And uh, one of the things that I really believed in was um, Dave Ramsey's uh, steps to success and finances. And um, I think that, you know, having steps is very important. And so first thing for me is saving money for an emergency. Being a parent of the kids, then you always have to have something. Maybe your car might go out. Maybe something might happen in the home where you live. Possibly, you know, somebody might die out of town that's a close relative. Anything could happen. So having what I call a rainy day fund is so very important. And what that looks like for people tends to be a little different. So from my perspective, I believe rainy day is three to six months worth of savings. Um, and it could be in an investment that is that can be liquidated quickly uh, or it can be that's my preference versus just sitting in a savings account and not growing anything. So if you can, you know, get with a financial advisor and then put that those funds in an account where it can grow steadily and rapidly um, while you're keeping it there until your emergency comes, right? So hopefully the emergency never comes and that money's just sitting there growing. So that's a positive. Um, also talking about paying off bills. So I really like, uh, Dave talks about the snowball effect and really paying off the smallest bills first and kind of knocking them out, getting them out of the way. So truly you have to determine for yourself what you feel like you're able to do. When you sit and look at your budget, and there's lots of budgets out there, and let's see, I think I have something. So I have a monthly budget tracker in here, um, and then I give several links to um, some, there's some different budget apps, like NerdWallet has one, Intuit Mint, YNAB, PocketGuard, Prism, and Albert. Um, there's a lot of different uh, budgeting uh, software or apps, if you will. So I think knowing your budget and understanding. So here in chapter three, it talks about the mysterious budget. So I think that that your budget and your finances should not be mysterious because it's your budget. It's your money, your income and your outgoing. So you should know exactly what's happening with that if no one else. 
Excuse me, guys. My granddaughter's in the background. Aaliyah, I need you to be quiet. I'm taping. Guys, so much sorry for that. Seven-year-olds, right? Anyway, so the mysterious budget. Your budget should not should be mysterious to others, but not to you. So once you um, create your spreadsheet or put everything, all the data into your budget, um, even if you use like, um, oh my goodness. So even if you use one of the softwares on your computer, they'll have the spreadsheet apps, things like that will have different types of budgets for different kinds of people that have different kinds of extravagant needs or just basic needs. So first things you have to pay, of course, your rent or your mortgage, uh, things like your light bill, water bill, gas, things like that, car note, and then everything else. So you have to have food. So whenever I think it's really important just not to create new debt until your debt is paid off. So it's easy to say, oh, but I want those red bottoms. Oh, I want that new coat. Oh, I need to take that trip. And you can take trips, but you know, and I don't really don't mean to bite off of Dave Ramsey so much, but I love him to death. So that's, he's a number one in my book. So, but one of the things that I used to do that he promotes is like the envelope system. And what that is, is like, so I no longer do it, but I used to do it. So I would write down what was the bill name? So let's just say Intergy or something like that, utility. And let's just say um, Intergy bill runs $100 a month. So I would put a set aside in my budget, $100 a month, and I put cash into that envelope, right? And so all the things that I, all of my bills, I'd write them down, I put the cash there. And then when it's time to pay them, then I put the money in the bank usually because I pay everything from the bank and then just pay it from there, right? And so that way that money would not get spent accidentally on, you know, eating out at that lovely restaurant over at Maggiano's or over at Carrabba's or Outback or something um, on accident. So it's really important that you know what money you have to spend after. So even there was an envelope for entertainment purposes. So that way, Sometimes we feel really good. We're just spending money, spending money. Then we get to the end of the month like, oh, my God, what about this bill? So there is an envelope that you can do for entertainment. And um, even I talk about the budget in here. Let me see. There is a part where it breaks down different types of budgets. Um, let me just share with you really fast. Actually, there's just a few chapters here. So talk about the different chapters in the book. So I'll kind of go over those with you. And uh Chapter one, missed opportunities. Chapter two, eat less and exercise more. Chapter three, the mysterious budget. Chapter four, spare change, saving it. Chapter five, stuck on name brands. Chapter six, couponing. Chapter seven, growing your money. Chapter eight, your commitment. And chapter nine is resources. So this book can certainly be found online through Amazon and other places. And just to kind of get, I want to go ahead and read this to you. I think that this part is really um, important so you can kind of understand what's going on here. So the back of the book says, Shanna Trahan, author of 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent and Hurricane Katrina, Our Spiritual Journey is connected with the human psyche as she delivers this title, Needed and Desired by Many. Saving and growing her own money and the money of others caused her to share this solution with you. Now the answers are available to everyone, anyone, everywhere. It says, money lies. 
only the rich get richer. The truth, people who study money and the ways to grow it and implement what they learn consistently over time grow rich. Only some people are meant to be rich. That's a money lie. The truth, riches come through great effort, purposeful and directed actions done consistently. Another money lie, if you don't know the rich, you can't become rich. The truth, you can get to know the rich through books and videos. Eventually you can meet them. Money is the root of all evil. The truth, when people don't earn and grow money, they often resort to evil deeds to get money. You can borrow your way out of debt. The truth, the very meaning of borrowing is to be indebted to another. What do you think about that? I'm trying to pause here. Let's see. Okay, guys, welcome back from our break. Uh, this is Shanna with the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives. So today we're just talking about the book, 10 Ways to Save and Grow Money. And certainly I believe it's very important for you and your family to learn this thing. And this is such a great skill. Like how can you live and not save and grow your money? Do you still hide money, money under the mattress? Do you still have money sitting in your savings account earning 0.0000.1% interest? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so I love you enough to share this with you. 10 ways to save and grow money. You can buy it right now today on Amazon. Um, so Anyway, so uh, in the last segment, I kind of talked a little bit about the budget, and then also I gave a breakdown of the different chapters in the book. Uh, all nine chapters in the nine, chapter number nine contains resources. And so also just kind of share with you the back of the book and all the things that it says. And the cool thing here is I share with you some of the money lies. You know, there's things that we heard growing up uh, about money that really makes us has made us fearful of having too much money and things like that. But think about it. How can you take wisdom and advice from a person who's never saved a huge amount of money or who's never grown any money? Yeah, that thing. That's like, how do you take, you know, uh, advice from someone on how to buy a car? Who's riding a bus? Who's never bought a car? Okay, so I'm trying to help you, okay? I want, I love my clients to really be, um, what do I say? Um, I just want them to have all aspects of their lives put together. So it's not, you know, mental health is a number one, but part of mental health is not stressing over which bill do I pay, the light bill or the water bill. Part of having mental wellness is not, wondering if I get to send my kid to school or if I have to buy groceries, right? So that's where why this is a part of mental health, 10 ways to save and grow money. So one of the, the inspiration behind 10 ways to save and grow money was I was a school counselor at an elementary school in Austin ISD here uh, in Texas. And um, 
the school was right across from a housing development, which was, you know, just people whose finances were not that great. And I really thought about, you know, I always was thinking about ways to help the community, help the people, help, um, help them. So the name of the school was Oak Springs Elementary. And I really must say that I really had some awesome parents there. And I, I always think, how can I help? How can I support? And uh, anyway, so this book was birthed when I was in Austin and just thinking about a way to help support those people, but that live there, but that is, but today is not just about them. This is global. Anybody can take this book and learn from it. This is a really good book. I would buy five. If I have a family of five, I would just buy five for every, every person in the household and sit down and have conversations and read chapters together once a week with the family, with the kids teach your kids about finances and money even if you didn't know even if your parents did not teach you the books are at such a nominal price that you could certainly afford to buy one for you and your sister one for you and your brother share the wealth when you talk about birthday gifts some people don't really like reading i will tell you that it's really an easy read let's see i'm trying to see an easy way to kind of show you it's really an easy read and you see there's some different information in there uh, some things that you can work through, some um, charts and things, and really some questions to really make you think about, okay, what am I doing in this area? What do I really want with this part of my life? And what have I learned in the past? And what am I doing going forward? So 10 Ways to Save and Grow Money will take you from not knowing anything to understanding and realizing that you must create a plan and that a part of that plan is going to be, as we talked about in the first segment, budgeting, coming up with a good budget, making sure that you get to save that three to six months, making sure that you do what Dave Ramsey calls, you know, create that debt snowball where you take the small bill, pay it off first, and then you take the money you were paying on that and add it on top of the next highest bill uh, all the way until the top to the top until you pay off all the bills. It is possible. It is doable. Stop. I want you to go to your bank account right now. Open it up. Open up your Wells Fargo bank account. Look in there, your Chase bank account, your Regents bank account, whichever bank you have, Bank of America, whoever it is. Go in right now. Pause this video in a second after I say this. Go in there and I want you to add up in the past 30 days. How much money did you spend on fast food? And when you add that number up and you think to yourself, wow, and I don't have any money saved, where do you start? You're going to have to start somewhere. Okay, guys, so I suggest 10 ways to save and grow money. So um, regarding chapter, chapter one is really good because it kind of, um, it's lots of questions there. So it's got questions and you're able to answer the questions and actually um, it just makes you think about your current position. And then it gives you some background and history of some information and things that you actually grew up with so that um, you recognize some of the lessons from some of the uh, opportunities we've had as we were growing up 
but because our parents didn't understand the true value in those things, some, some of our parents, then they might not have taught them to us directly. So that's chapter one is pretty good. And chapter two is about exercise, eating less and exercising more. And I think that you'll find this to be a really interesting chapter because sometimes, and especially I'm from the New Orleans area originally, right? So I, I mean, everything, you know, we call New Orleans is a big easy. And so we eat everything and we want some gumbo and some jambalaya and we want some fried chicken. We want some catfish and some greens and some okra gumbo. I mean, we just want some of everything, right? Um, you know, Emerald cooks it all. So <laughs> we want to eat all the good food in New Orleans. And so Eating is like a way of life for us. I mean, everything just, we want it all. The, the smothered pork chops or the breaded pork chops and, you know, just, oh, just all of it. Just make me hungry. Just thinking about it. But ultimately, uh, we do have to look at what we're spending on food. And if we're actually spending in excess on, on food when we're not even really hungry, is it more of um, a habit versus something that we truly need for our health and well-being? So I'm not one to tell you, you know, hey, you're not hungry, but uh, <laughs> you have to recognize the difference between being hungry and being thirsty, okay? And sometimes when you don't have anything else to do, it's like, mm, well, let me go in that kitchen and get me some ice cream. Let me grab a few Oreos. You know, you know what I'm talking about because I've been there, we all been there. So recognizing what is important um, what thoughts are you having as you're doing this? And so this is really cool because it really gets into the mental health part of it and your health and wellness as we talk about a work-life balance here. We talk about the difference between an, a below average producer in life versus an average producer, and then even looking at an above average producer in life. Because sometimes we look at other people and we think to ourselves, I can't be that good, or I can't make that much, or I can't be that great. This book clearly shows you the difference in life, um, work-life balance between people who are low producers or have low output versus people that have a high output and that are high producers. This book spills the beans. Um, and then, you know, it gives you an opportunity to kind of look at what your current situation is so that you can decide, hey, if this is where I am now, how do I make it to be a high producer? And so that part is really important. Also, you know, looking at some things you might want to change in your life and setting goals for that. Because, of course, as we live in life, hopefully we are always a work in progress. None of us are at the end of the process. We're all works in progress. Okay. All right. So um, none of us has made it yet to the promised land. So it says here, chapter three talks about the mysterious budget. And it's so funny because it does, one of the things that it says here under true or false is asking, money is best under my mattress. Well, you know the answer to that. Anyway, so you have true and false questions. You have other questions where you can write out your answers and think through things. And so this is pretty cool. And we're just looking at um, areas you should consider when budgeting, some of those links that I kind of told you about earlier, some of the different types of budgets, and then also um, different budget strategies. I kind of break some of them down in here. And one of them is the envelope system, and I um, explain it for you. So um, just even further questions to ponder about budgeting. 
and then also the answers to your true false questions to give you more clarity. Uh, don't want to just ask you questions sometimes and not give you the answers and the reasons why those are the answers. So we'll look at uh, the Credit Counseling Society and some of the budget guidelines. And then we get to chapter four, which talks about spare change. And so uh, you know in your house, if you go right now, unless you're that person that just picks up everything and makes it so perfect, the, the average person in America and in any country probably has coins between the sofa um, seats if they haven't cleaned them up from last week or coins just sitting in random drawers in the house coins just stacked in a big old milk container or one of those um Oz what is it the ozarka water bottles or something right so we've got coins everywhere and sometimes we don't consider what that spare change can ultimately add up to so i'm going to encourage you to take that spare change and do something meaningful with it and so uh the first uh thing here, the first part, I'll read this to you. It says, what is spare change? It's the coins in the bottom of a purse, in a piggy bank, in an unused ashtray, under sofa pillows, in the five gallon water bottle, and what you get in your hand in a store when you give the clerk more than you owed her. So it just kind of, you know, so I mean, it's really, it's a really good read. It's really easy read, but it gives you facts of life to help you and support yourself and your family. When you teach your kids and your family about money and how to save it and grow it, and whenever you pass off into the far, far distant future, you'll know that you left them with knowledge and power to empower themselves to have a great life. And teaching your kids about money is one of the greatest gifts you can give them. So uh, we talk about several different apps and how to use them and what they offer for that spare change. And then um, there's kind of a little review for things that you have read already from chapters one through four. So we get to chapter five, it's stuck on brands and just kind of talking about, um, well, I can't, you know, I'm not going to give it all to you, but I will say that it really digs deep into how to look good, and not necessarily have to always spend all of the money, right? So, but I mean, if you just have a random style around, you want to throw off on a pair of shoes or a shirt or something, who am I to tell you not to? I'm just saying prioritize, especially if you've got little ones and depending on your income, right? Okay, so chapter six talks a little bit about couponing. And um, I have friends and I've done it before, um, probably not to the level of some people that I know, but I certainly have seen my, you know, just come back home with with chock full of stuff and it's like oh my god how did i get all this for seven bucks or five bucks or you know it's just crazy so couponing is king and so there's a, i think there's lots of you know some apps and information i share here but also there's if you go i think on instagram and uh on facebook there's some different you know i think that somebody told me the other day about daddy couponer or something there's lots of coupon lady and crazy coupon lady or something like that there's lots of different um tools out there and people in, that are resources and they they're teaching you how to do it and also as the book gives you some little background and insight into couponing and how valuable it could be in your world okay all right so chapter seven talks about growing money and I think that's enough said about chapter seven, growing money. Chapter eight talks about um, your commitment. So as um, 
on the drive, which is another podcast video audio, you know, that I do um, with uh, DJ Quest One. So we talked the other day about New Year's resolutions and things like that. And so this chapter really talks about your commitment and this commitment that you're making is one to yourself, to your family for now and for the future. Just because you're struggling right now doesn't mean that you have to stay in that state. You do not have to stay in an emotional struggle. You do not have to stay in that battle with food. You do not have to stay in that financial struggle. You do not have to stay in that battle with addiction and drugs. You do not have to stay in that struggle in an abusive relationship. You do not have to stay in that struggle at a job with a boss who mistreats you all the time and doesn't see your value and worth. You do not have to stay in that struggle. You are an overcomer. You can overcome. You do not have to stay in that struggle. So certainly you can buy the book, 10 Ways to Save and Grow Money. You can call the Trahan Therapy Center as we're growing and adding new therapists um, on a regular basis. So certainly our hours are expanding and we're looking forward to you calling us at 844-724-2643. And so right now we're just adding new assistance. So give us a little moment and then we're going to be there for you all day long. And then we'll be able to answer your questions and do intakes and let you become the best you that you can become in all aspects of your life. So 10 ways to grow money, grow and save money is really just about you being your best in that area. But as I said before, we're all a work in progress and be compassionate with yourself. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It's about where you are and where you're going, where you see yourself. Be a visionary. Thank you for being here with me, Shanna Trahan, at the Trahan Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives. Many blessings to you. Make it a great day. And bye for now. It was lovely having you join us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe below and like us. Check out our blog at trahantherapycenter.com. Remember, every day is a holiday. Treat yourself with a copy of the book at thetrayhandtherapycenter.com and share one with a friend. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend too. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.